you are listening to the <laughs> why did that sound like i was doing and you're watching disney channel anyone else no okay anyways this is the institute insider podcast i'm your host maria and on this channel we cover all things beauty school specifically for the institute of beauty and wellness in milwaukee and the aveda institute of madison in madison wisconsin Today, we are going to be talking to Allison Eddy. She is an Ayurveda aesthetic student at the Aveda Institute Madison. I love talking to her, and I know that you guys are going to enjoy listening to her. I truly cannot believe that it's the middle of June, and, you know, I hope everyone's having a great beginning of their summer, even if it's not really what we really thought it was going to end up being. I hope you guys are all staying safe and healthy, and I really think that this conversation will lift up your spirits. Allie is so sweet, and, you know, let's just get right to it. Lots to cover in this one, so later. Take a listen. Good morning, Allison. How are you doing today? Good morning. I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. So how are you feeling kind of like starting the transition to go back to the Institute? Yeah, um, so we're still in that that transition period. And so, um, you know, there's definitely a lot of excitement around that. And, um, you know, one thing I really appreciate is just the idea that I have an environment to go back to that I am excited about, and that is supportive. And I know how much, you know, time and care has gone into that transition. And that makes me feel really good about stepping back into it. Yeah, I'm really excited for students to get back to. We've been, you know, working endlessly trying to get all of our safety precautions ready for you guys, and we can transition into a space that is safe for all of us. So as you know, you are on the Institute Insider podcast, and I'm so thrilled to have you. You are an Aveda Institute Madison student in the Ayurveda Aesthetics program, but we're going to kick it off from the beginning because I know you have a story that brought you to the Ayurveda Aesthetics program. So what brought you to the Institute? And, you know, tell me about the experience that you kind of had before this. Yeah, I'll give you the details that sort of help to paint that picture and know that in this, it's sort of a nine-year journey. I have my master's degree in speech-language pathology And I stepped into that with this understanding that I was entering into a field that I was excited about and passionate about and was really looking forward to. And within that six-year journey, experienced a lot of burnout and a lot of fatigue and a lot of depression. And I think as students and as Americans that are focusing so heavily on the busy narrative, that busy culture we forget to check in with ourselves. Over those six years, I obtained this incredible degree and stepped into a field that is very promising. And those feelings of burnout and depression didn't go away. You know, the things that I attributed to a busy schedule or a hectic caseload or, you know, the general stress that comes with a graduate degree didn't dissipate when I stepped into the field. And what I realized was that I stepped into something out of the desire to please others and the desire to obtain support and recognition from others. You know, family, friends, that my mother's in the medical field. She's always been in the medical field. And so that it just felt like a really easy transition. 
And what I forgot to do was to check in with myself and say, but what do I really want? And, and to step into something even if it wasn't anybody else's plan. So within the first year of me graduating and stepping into that career, um, I quickly left it. And it was hard. It was so hard because I didn't just leave a profession. I left this idea of what other people had of me and ultimately what I had of myself. You know, I had to step out of this costume, right? This thing that I thought was Allie, but actually wasn't. And that unraveling took a long time. It took, it took three years and a lot of really hard days and a lot of really hard conversations and sort of the realization that it's okay if people who were with me on the journey before don't follow me now. Gosh, thinking about this, I was like, three years, that seems like such a long time. But in that, you know, I, I started to ask myself, what do I actually want to do? Like, if money was not a factor, what would I be doing? If approval from others was not a factor, what would I be doing? And I think those are such important questions, right? Because we base so many of our decisions off of logic and things that we think are going to make us happy. And when we strip that away, you know, if we don't have this inner desire to be in a space and to commit to it and to give to it, you know, it's not sustainable. And so um, I started to, to really look at like what I wanted my life to be like and how I wanted to feel when I went to work and how I wanted to feel when I came home from work and sort of led me to the beauty industry, but more specifically to aesthetics. And then in doing that research, you know, I, I stumbled upon the Institute and upon the Ayurvedic program. And that really was an invitation to continue to unwrap everything that I had put myself in, right? That box I had put myself in. Because at its core, I believe that Ayurveda is this invitation back to yourself. And like, what a beautiful sort of metaphor for, you know, that, that nine year journey and an invitation to be able to step into that. Um, yeah, it, it certainly <laughs> didn't come without its challenges, but it was time well spent. Well, and I think you wouldn't have found that if you didn't go on your original journey. Mm -hmm. And I think something that what sounds like is a consistent thread from you is that aspect of checking in on yourself or that mm -hmm. aspect of that inner voice that you consistently trusted and allowed yourself to trust then in yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I mean, it sounds like Ayurveda would be a perfect program for you just for that aspect where you can, you know, combine experience where you can help others in a, a really unique way. Absolutely. And, and one thing I learned was that, you know, sort of left up to my own devices, I would end up putting other people first. And, and that's how I got into a six-year educational journey that I didn't actually want to be on, right? And putting other people first. And so, you know, Ayurveda is, again, just this opportunity to engage with people that are like-minded and that value, that wellness and value that flowing of your mind and of the world around you and that opportunity to really turn inside yourself. And, you know, I that's one thing that I, I really value about the Institute as well is that there's this culture of wellness. And what I think all the time, like what would our world look like if we were in workspaces and in home spaces, personal spaces that valued wellness? 
like how different would our world be? And Ayurveda is built on it. And, and so is the Veda, so is the Institute. And so it's this really soft place to land, which is so cool come from coming from such like a rocky experience. It's like this luscious cloud that you just get to ride on. I think you definitely said it right there. There are a lot of jobs out there that it's not the person who's important. It's the work that gets finished yes. where the wellness community, it's not about those outside perspectives. It's literally about, you know, truly cleansing the mind, body, spirit. Yeah. So I think that's amazing. So you, you go on this journey. It takes you nine years. You find this program. What was the admissions process like for you? Like, how did that go? And what class did you end up enrolling in? Yeah. Oh gosh. So easy. Like compared to everything else. <laughs> um, the Institute has this amazing capacity to build so many people into this industry right? But in doing so, they're so intentional about meeting each student where they're at and really valuing each student. And I think that that's what made the admissions process really simple. You know, I felt supported at every turn. If I had a question, there was an immediate answer. And for those that are feeling unsure about a decision, like how comforting is that, right? And then for those that are really confident in that decision, how affirming that it's so easy, it's so quick. And at least that was my experience. You know, I've found the instructors in the administration to have such passion for our industry, but to have passion for me as an individual and as a student. And so that process was so easy. You know, for me, I am currently working for a small business. And so going to school Monday through Thursday works perfectly because I work Fridays and Saturdays. So it was it was a really simple choice in that way. That's so great. I'm really glad that you found, you know, a place and a schedule that works for you. That's amazing. Yeah. So before beginning your program, you know, walk me through your mindset. Were there things that you were, you know, nervous for? Were there things that you were really excited about? Yeah. Um, so because of my previous experience with education, I was not at all worried about the coursework or the workload because I knew like I obtained an entire master's degree when I really didn't want to, right? <laughs> so what a what a superpower. And I knew that, you know, from previous experiences, I knew I was gonna be supported with theory and with hands-on application. Um, I think the thing that I was the most nervous about was stepping into the beauty industry, right? You know, I have recognized in myself that there's this continuous narrative of not enoughness. And that not enoughness turns into imposter syndrome so fast, right? It's like this direct invitation. And in stepping into an industry where beauty is at the forefront, and we at Aveda know that beauty is such a wide spectrum of things, right? It's, it's sort of all-inclusive. There's a spot for everyone that wants to engage in the industry. Um, but stepping into something where beauty was at the forefront was really sort of nerve-wracking for me because I came from a space where things were a little bit more black and white. And I feel like the beauty industry really embraces the gray and so it required me to step into a version of myself that I had buried for so many years and I had denied and sort of rejected. And it also required me to be vulnerable in that, right? To be vulnerable with other 
women, other men, about, you know, this is me and this is who I want to be and this is how I want to show up. And for me, when that's something that's new, like that's scary, right? To be learning something different and to be stepping into a piece of yourself that you were not even aware existed at the, like simultaneously, that's a little scary. So I feel like it was more of a, my fear was more personal based than it had to do with um, any sort of systemic thing. That definitely makes sense. I feel like the beauty industry definitely can be very overwhelming if you're looking at the wrong side of it. Because I mean, especially as women, it's, oh my gosh, our beauty standards Mm -hmm. are, they seem like they're at the forefront of our existence sometimes. And so to go into an aesthetics degree, you need to be aware of like, Yes, you're going to be dealing with it, but you don't have to take that same outlook. You're not the same service provider that would put that on to another person. Yeah. So I think that's what makes it unique. And it really does matter kind of the heart of the person who wants to provide that service, you know, and that's amazing. And I I think, too, about the people that I'll get to serve and how, you know, there have been times where, like, I've been nervous to go to an aesthetic service or you know, a service that falls under cosmetology because, you know, I'm not fully comfortable in myself, right? We're growing in our confidence all the time. And so what a gift it's going to be to be able to be like, hey, I've been there. And whether you're having that conversation back and forth or it's that unspoken bond of, you know, this is vulnerable for me. We get to show up and we get to remind people of how beautiful they are and how deserving they are of that time and that care and that attention that comes from the beauty industry. So I'm like super excited to be able to give that back. It's good to remember that everyone has vulnerabilities. I think it's when people show them and people bring them out and wear their own vulnerabilities on their sleeve that it makes others comfortable to show theirs as well and to know that it's a safe space. A spa room should be a safe space. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, it's about connection, right? You know, bringing back Ayurveda, it's about connection to self. It's about connection to each other. It's about connection to other women. It's about that building those bridges. And that vulnerability is that first piece of that. Absolutely. So how far are you in your program? What would you say your favorite aspect so far of the Ayurveda Aesthetics program is? Yeah. Um... So we started in February, so we're several months in now. Gosh, my favorite part, that's so hard. We haven't been able to do um, as many hands-on things as we would have liked just because of the, the current situation. So I'm super excited to get back into the space that we were able to do that. But I think my favorite part is just the level of comfortability that I've built with my cohort and built with my educators. It brings so much hope for the future. And I think that's so important in a time like this when, you know, we're in an industry that is continuing to thrive and continuing to to expand. And, you know, there's so much opportunity in it. And so getting together with a group of women that are so invested in one another, not only as students, but as people, what a blessing it is to be in a classroom environment that doesn't feel like a classroom, right? I think that's yeah. that's one of the things that I cherish the most. I love that so much. So what is something that you were kind of surprised at learning in Ayurveda or osteology? Yeah, <laughs> I giggle at this because 
you know, it, it seems like common sense, but Ayurveda is so, so expansive. And I use complicated in a good context, like not in that it, it, it has to have this like scary connotation, but it is an ancient system of what I feel is most wisdom, right? Then and healing. And so the Ayurveda that we see on the internet and the Ayurveda that we read in in textbooks is like barely scratching the surface of what this looks like in practice and certainly what it looks like in relationship to aesthetics because this is this is sort of a new combination of things. And so I knew a decent amount. I also knew that it was probably going to be more than I anticipated. But then when you get into it, you're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. <laughs> um, it makes me feel a little naive. But it's also been, it's been like this gift that you just kind of keep unwrapping. And there have been so many ways in which I've been able to apply it to my life that I didn't anticipate. Like, you know, I knew that there were going to be dietary aspects and things of that nature. But, you know, we're, we're getting to the point where we're talking about the mind and sort of Ayurveda's approach to the mind. Like, yes, please sign me up. I'll take a double dose of that, right? <laughs> and so, yeah, it's been it's been a lot more than I anticipated in that way, but it's also been such a sweet surprise. We had a previous podcast with Rima Shaw, and she kind of said that the students who join a program like this should expect to kind of see that transformation in themselves as well. You can't learn all of this stuff and not have it personally deeply affect you and the way right. that you look at the world and the way you look at yourself. So I think that's one thing that is also unique about this program is that it, it takes a part of yourself as well. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just getting all this knowledge and learning how to do these services. It's you're going through it as well. Like mm -hmm. you are almost your own guinea pig for yeah. the learning process of Ayurveda. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that is also an expectation. You know, we are expected to, to implement these things. And whether we fully implement them as we move forward, that's of our own discretion. But when you're in this relationship where you're providing Ayurvedic knowledge to a client, you have to know what that feels like and what that looks like and the outcome of that. And so, you know, there is the expectation within our program that we're experiencing these things. It's not just something that we're learning theory-wise. We are expected to implement it. So let's talk about your class for a bit. How many students are in your Ayurveda class? Yeah, so there are five of us. And it's a good group of girls. It's funny because think, you know, we're going to be together for nine months and we'll get to know each other and we're going to be workshopping on each other. And so there'll be moments of vulnerability. But I feel like, again, that Ayurveda piece really, <laughs> really opens the gate for, for people to get to know each other in a way that most people aren't able to. Do you find having a class of five beneficial? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the things that we're discussing and the ways that we're being vulnerable with one another, that small dynamic, that one-on-one -on -one time that we get with each other and with our instructors is huge. I've always been in an environment where I've had small classroom sizes. I went to a small high school. I chose um, higher education institutions that were small for that exact reason. I knew that I was going to flourish in environments where I had that personal connection. And so that's one of my favorite things about the Institute is because I feel like 
you know, I'm truly a part of this bigger picture, right? Of, you know, it's not just about getting people through their programs. It's about, you know, and Aveda creates that framework, right? That framework for impact. And I feel like those smaller class sizes really allow for that. I'm sure that there's quite a few people that are involved in this journey of yours, but who are kind of your main instructors? Yeah, Um, so we have two instructors. Padma is our Ayurvedic instructor, so she takes care of the first two days, so we're with her Monday and Tuesday, and then we're with Suzanne on Wednesdays and Thursdays. The incredible thing about Suzanne is that she has gone through the Ayurvedic aesthetics program. So she um, was first a cosmetologist by trade and then went through the Ayurvedic aesthetics program and is now an aesthetics instructor. And so she has this really unique perspective because she's been a student of this, right? But she's also been in the industry in a different position. So she has all of these experiences that she gets to draw from. And she sort of helps to connect the dots because first when we're, you know, looking at alpha phase, beta phase, and then gamma phase, Ayurveda and aesthetics can feel a little disjointed. Our instructors do a really good job about explaining, you know, where these things intersect, but you're really learning two different worlds. And so for a while, they feel a little bit disjointed, but because Suzanne has the experience that she does, she's really able to bring those things together. And so I most frequently go to Suzanne. She's wonderful. She has helped me with a lot of different things. There have been plenty of times where I've been like, hey, can we chat for a few minutes after class? And she's so willing to meet me where I'm at with those kinds of things. But the thing that I love about our instructors and our administration is that there is not one person that I've met where I haven't felt comfortable being like, hey, can you help me with something? Or, hey, I don't fully understand this. Or, you know, what's the process for this look like? You know, I've had plenty of conversations with Ari, our assistant director, and, you know, she's been wonderful. And anytime I've been in her office, I've been her main priority. And so it feels good. And they really set that expectation from the beginning, right? Like, here's this sort of the chain of command to help you get the answers and the support you need as quickly as possible but everyone's here to help and it's one thing to say that but it's an entirely different thing to live it because it requires more of the instructors and more of the administration to be willing to be present for us and so um, I think that's what sort of creates that like family dynamic and culture that makes going to the institute so special because it's not just you're there from 8.30 to 4 and then you're done, right? It's really, it's more than that. That's so great to hear. And I'm glad that you have so many avenues of people who are there to support you. I'm all the way over here in Milwaukee, but hey, we're always here to help you too. And I'm so glad that you found your people who can help you and who can support you. It's the biggest part of all of this, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, I I really feel when you say that, you know, you're like, I'm all the way in Milwaukee, but with, you know, the current climate, we've had an opportunity to connect with people from Milwaukee. And it's funny because, you know, they're, we're connecting with people that I've never met in person, but I feel so supported by like Carrie, for example, you know, anytime she pops on, I'm like, oh, I just love her, you know, and it really does make the two institutes feel like one. Yeah, I feel that. So we're, we're, we're doing it. 
Let's talk about attending school in Madison. What do you like about being in the Institute? I love it. I am sort of an oddball in that I actually live in Rockford, Illinois. So it takes me about an hour and 15-ish minutes to get to school. And I leave the house very early. Um, We're usually out the door and on the road by like 5.45-ish. My husband works in Madison. And so we've been carpooling to try to save money on gas and, you know, offer moral support at the crack of dawn. (laughs) So I'll drop him off at work if we're driving together. But honestly, I'm just trying to avoid the traffic, right? I'm someone very type A personality and that like I want to be at school well in advance to be able to sort of ground myself. And so it's so nice to come off of John Nolan and just to see the skyline of Madison early in the morning when like things are still quiet and it just feels so hopeful and so peaceful. And I love the location of the Institute. Um, It's so fun to feel like you're in the middle of everything and to have the water so close. Like, you know, we talk about how grounding water is. And, you know, I mean, even just like the, if I forgot to pack a lunch or I'm like, ugh, what I packed is not my jam today. You know, there, there are plenty of things for us to do because we're so centrally located. And so it offers this really cool dynamic where you're like, you know, we're in this like small knit community because we're part of Aveda, but we're also part of this like bigger community, I suppose, you know, because of our locations. So it's, it's super fun. I think that's amazing. I love visiting Madison. I love the campus. It's so pretty. I feel like it's in the center of the city. I think it helps keep that perspective too, right? And Neroli is just downstairs. And so it helps to give that perspective and that hope for what's to come, right? Like what you're working towards. Um, I love that. With this new experience, what is your ideal workspace? You know, I... I've realized that I need to make a list, a list of things that I will not compromise on. And I feel like that's important because in the beauty industry, there's so many opportunities and there are far more opportunities than people are aware of. And I think if you're not centered with your core values and with, you know, the direction that you want for your life, meaning that there needs to be some flexibility in that. Um, but if you're not if you're not centered in that, it is so easy to get swept up in an opportunity that may not be for you. And then that creates a lack of stability, right? For for you and for that opportunity. And so when I think about what's next, I think about how the institute does an incredible job at preparing us to enter into the industry. But we know that the beauty industry changes on a daily basis. And we need to be prepared to be lifelong learners because of that. And so, you know, the number one on my list is going to be mentorship and an environment that's very supportive. We're busy people within the industry because we're providing services all day. But, you know, you need to have a space where you can collaborate and you can ask questions and you can, you know, learn from mistakes and do better and be better. So that's going to be, you know, my number one priority. And then, you know, something that weighs really heavy on my heart and part of the reason why I chose the Aveda Institute is that community connection and being able to give back. And how is the Swanner Spa supporting and engaging in that? 
right? And what does that what does that really look like? Like, are we just saying we're about it, or are we going to be about it? Because that's something that's really important to me, right? Like, I we're serving people within the community because we're providing that direct service. But what does our community outreach look like? How are we supporting the world at large, right? And Aveda does that through a wide variety of means, everything from the things we put in our products to the way we're packaging them. But, you know, how is that being carried out on a daily basis when things are busy? And is that a priority? You know, I'm open to things that the universe has planned for me because we know, you know, left up to my own devices will be nine years down the wrong path. But I definitely want to make sure that you know, when I'm looking at opportunities that, that it aligns with those things. I love that. And I'm glad that you're keeping it open. I think this process found you and I think you will find the perfect job. I know you will. Like it's mm-hmm. happening. The future's Absolutely. here. Absolutely. <laughs> so I know that you haven't had a huge opportunity to really be on the floor But Ayurveda kind of comes in a lot of different forms, whether it's spices, food, yoga, meditation. I mean, it says on your Instagram that you are an essential oil addict. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I just got to know what your favorite essential oil is. Like, what what are your go-to essential oils? I do have a blend from doTERRA that's called Balance. And it is my absolute favorite blend. It is a grounding blend. And I feel like it's my Ayurveda in a bottle. Like when I'm experiencing some vata vitiation in my mind, and I'm sort of all over the place, and I'm needing to just ground back into my body and back into my space and gain some perspective. That is my go to. (laughs) How have you been transitioning into other aspects of Ayurveda? Like Have you been cooking any interesting Ayurveda meals, spices? How is kind of that process going for you? Yeah, so I have experimented with some cooking. I think the things that stand out the most to me are that dinacharya. So those daily routines, things like tongue scraping, that sort of stuff, you know, where we're practicing abhyanga at home, garshana, if it's implicated for me, it's not, you know, so, so some of those daily things that we get to implement. I think the thing that has made the most impact for me, so there's this concept called Upasam Yoga. And so it's these guidelines, these 15 guidelines around food and around eating and around mealtimes. And it includes simple things like, you know, making sure the conversation around food, that conversation you're engaging with around food is pleasant right? Simple things like making sure that your food is made with loving hands. And I think, you know, growing up as someone who lived in a household and lived in an environment where even now where diet culture is really prevalent, this is an opportunity for me to sort of unlearn some negative thoughts, habits, and experiences around food and around the intake of food and nourishing my body and moving my body. Um, it's a very, for me, it's very like, duh, simple things, right? But it's like, it's so countercultural um, to what we're experiencing now within diet culture. And so I think those are the things that I, I think about the most and I'm implementing the most and that I'm like most freely chucking at people that I love. Like, hey, like, you know, the, these are the things I'm working on um, because it's made such a difference for me. 
That's so good to hear. And I'm glad that it is helping you in your life. And soon you'll be able to help others in it. And that is even more exciting. In your opinion, what do you think is an easy way for people to kind of step into the Ayurveda experience? Yeah. And, you know, we talk about this in class a lot because of the depths of Ayurveda. It can be really overwhelming and really scary for clients to sort of make that transition because it is a huge mind shift, right? And implementing what I've learned is that, you know, on the internet, Ayurveda looks like I'm experiencing X, I'm going to implement Y, or this is good for this, right? But what we know about Ayurveda from our coursework is that it's so much more complicated than that. Because there's so many factors that go into what people are experiencing. And so the thing that has helped me sort of ground when I feel a little overwhelmed about like implementing all this stuff is simply starting with awareness. And that can be awareness around anything. So for me, for example, if I'm getting into Ayurveda and I'm really wanting to know more about what I should be eating and what spices I should be using and how I should be combining things, right? Like that's It's a huge, huge piece of Ayurveda, and it's so extensive, and that's that's too big of a place to start. But maybe I start with when I have a meal or after I eat something, I'm checking in with myself about how did that make me feel? Like, do I feel heavy? Do I feel light? Do I, am I experiencing gas or bloating? Am I feeling tired? Did I eat that quickly? Am I hungry afterwards? You know, like all of those things that require you to slow down and just check in with yourself. I would start there. Like simple awareness. And it can be, you know, small thoughts or it can be something that you're starting to journal. I wouldn't encourage people to start at such a a broad manner, right? Like start with something really, really small that you can check in with yourself. Like if you're having trouble sleeping, for example, like don't try to overhaul your entire nighttime routine. Just simply jotting some notes down about like, I was really tired today, but I went to bed at like 11 o'clock and, you know, wasn't very mindful about what time it was. Well, okay, so that's totally fine. It happens. We're human. But maybe tomorrow we, we think about that. And we're like, I'm going to try to go to bed early. And then maybe I journal about how much energy I have in the morning, right? So it, it, it just kind of snowballs into this, this awareness that can turn into some of those practices, but it doesn't have to start there. That's a super good way to put it. I could not have said it better myself. So if you have any advice for students that want to enroll in the Ayurveda aesthetics program at either school, what advice would you give them? My advice would be to, um, if your schedule allows for it, to sit in on an Ayurveda day specifically. But if you can sit in on a day that, you know, they're in Ayurveda and then in an SD day, so you get sort of the best of both worlds, I think it gives you a, a pretty clear picture about, you know, what you're going to be experiencing, what the expectations are, right? Because I think the Institute does a really good job about trying to paint that picture. But, you know, like with everything, you don't fully understand what something is going to be like until you're in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you have that opportunity to get a little taste of it, it's that opportunity to say, like, yes, this fits. It's that gut feeling of like, yes, this fits, this jives, I want more. Or the like, I thought I liked this, but maybe I'm not ready for it right now. Or I thought I liked this 
but it's not for me and that's okay. You know, and then our wonderful admissions counselors can sort of help you to navigate what that next step looks like. But yeah, I would definitely try to get in. <laughs> definitely. So get in perspective students, come sit with us. <laughs> yes, that's You can beautiful. sit with us. <laughs> <laughs> and then what is something that you wish you would have known before you began school? Yeah, so um, I wish I would have known how much fun it was. <laughs> Like, that sounds so silly, but, um, you know, looking back at the hard choice and the hard conversations I had to have around, you know, leaving my profession and then stepping into something else and stepping into something that was, like, so left field for most people, um, you know, if I had had the hindsight to know how much I was going to love it and how much I was going to enjoy it and how whole I was going to feel and how inspired I was going to feel like those conversations would have been so easy. Right. Cause it would have just been like, this is what I'm doing. And you know, I've processed it. You can get on board or, you know, we can part ways and that's totally okay. So, you know, it sounds so silly, but I really wish that I would have known like, it is going to be okay. Like it is going to be more than you could have ever asked for or expected. That makes my heart feel very whole. Aw, that was just so wholesome. <laughs> was so cute. Since we talked about past and present, I kind of want to push it out to the future. So, you know, five years from today, tell me where you're at. Where do you want to be and what do you want to be doing? Yeah, that classic question, right? Um, I love it, though, because I think, you know, so many people say, like, we entirely overestimate what we can accomplish in a year, and we completely underestimate what we can accomplish in five or ten, right? And we don't nail down those things, and so on a daily basis, we don't have the right focus. So I've been thinking a lot about this and about how decisions I make today are going to help either progress or hinder, you know, that larger plan. It helps to give me focus. And so... One thing I know for sure is that I will be going back to the Institute for my nail technician license. Uh, That's so exciting. The funny thing is, is that um, I'm like counting down the days until our current program ends so that I can start another one. (laughs) I don't know if I'm just a glutton for punishment, but (laughs) I'm ready for it. So, you know, I I do know that. Um, And then another thing that I've been pretty open about is that I would really love to be an educator at the Institute. And to be able to, you know, provide a similar experience that Suzanne has been able to provide for us. You know, I like I'm constantly telling her like little shout outs about her. But, um, you know, if I get to be half the educator that she is, I will be so blessed and our future students would be so blessed. You know, she's just poured so much into us. And I think, you know, given my past experiences, like I want to be able to help people do exactly what they want to do and know that they are in the right space and can, you know, overcome any barrier that comes their way. So I'd really like to be teaching at that point. That's admirable. I love that. Oh, I can't wait till she listens to this podcast. And oh, she's so she's the best. Well, she deserves it. So very exciting for that. And, you know, that stuff's going to happen. You know, you already manifested it into existence. And you know, day by day, girl, you got this. So is there any like final thoughts or shout outs that you want to include? I mean, you can say shout out to (laughs) shout out to Suzanne again. 
<laughs> Absolutely. A shout out to Suzanne. <laughs> she she really has been wonderful. But, you know, I think, you know, this is an awesome opportunity to just express the the gratitude that we have as students towards our educators and our administrative staff. Like I said, you know, we see a small portion of what you guys have done to keep us on track and to get us back into the building. But we have, you know, we only know so little of what that has required of each one of you and you collectively. And it's been so inspiring. And it's been, it's taken such a weight off of my shoulders to know like, oh, but they got it, right? Like, I don't need to worry about this because I know it's in good hands. So it makes me so proud of our institute, right? Like sometimes I like get goosebumps and it brings me to tears because I'm like so excited to be a part of it. So it's, it's just a big collective thank you to all of our educators and to our administrative staff for everything that they've done for us and will continue to do, right? Because it looks different now and, and they're, they're waiting through that with us in mind. Aw, I love that. Well, we would not be half, we wouldn't even have jobs if it wasn't <laughs> for you guys. So, you know, give yourself a pat on the back too. But, you know, we really appreciate that and we would do anything to, you know, better your guys' future and to get you on that path. So I'm so proud of our team as well. I'm so proud of the students for getting through this time and, you know, onward together, right? Yes, absolutely. So guys, we're kind of reaching the end here, but I want you to follow Allie on Instagram at the Allison Eddie. It's just one L. I know there's ways to spell Allison, yes. <laughs> but it's one L. The Allison Eddy and you know give her a follow keep up on her journey she is just getting started you guys so this was like such a good conversation thank you so much for having me I really appreciate it <laughs>